Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning. I'm Lee Brown. I'm coming at you live from my dining room, which is also my home studio here in North Carolina, just outside of Charlotte and Concord. And I'm so grateful that y'all have decided to kick off your Friday with the power huddle here because we know that the busiest time in a realtor's life is when everybody else is trying to relax. And then y'all would like to relax too, but you don't get to because you're realtors, especially in a market like the one we're in right now where you did your level best to get that Saturday blocked and ensure as the world, the hot sheet will come up with the one daggum house that your people who have lost 12 times are going to buy. And so you go show it and they better buy it. But that's what the agent power huddle is about. We actually get it because in real estate, it doesn't matter what zip code you're working in. We all go through a lot of similar challenges. So it's actually really extra good that you're here today because we're going to talk a little bit about what I call the seven deadly sins of sales. And just so you know where I'm coming from, I'm a 21-year realtor. So yes, my business is old enough to drink. And I would show you my really fun mug, but it's got a really bad word on it. And it's just hilarious. So if you're my good friend, you'll send me a DM and I'll send you a picture of my mug because we have to laugh more in this business. And when I look at the seven deadly sins of sales, it's what I have observed and frankly done myself in my real estate career. And I've had the opportunity to spend time with hundreds of thousands of realtors. And I love us when we're good, we're on it. And when we're completely off the rails, we're pretty much ready to turn our license in. And I don't know about y'all, but I have threatened to give my license back like a thousand times since the pandemic era started. Is anybody else feeling the same way? Petrina, have you done that? Because I'm like, take my license, you people suck. But then the next client you get, is a love bug and they're amazing and they listen to you and value your professional guidance. And then suddenly you're like, I love being a realtor. So because our business does this, our commission levels tend to follow. Our success can feel really wildly uneven. So let's talk about some of the ways we can get better because that's the whole reason you guys join Agent Power Huddle. And by the way, if you're watching this later, it will be on the podcast on YouTube. So lots of chances to go back and rewatch it because yes, I talk fast and yes, I'm Southern. So it's like a sped up version of the Beverly Hillbillies, but that's okay because I am who I am. Now, to me, the biggest of our seven deadly sins in real estate is what I call ego over substance. And we've been trained this way. So I'm just going to say that the biggest reason we have a problem here is decades of bad training. The business started off with you got in the business, got your license. Hey, congratulations. Now go work for this company. And your company gave you two weeks of training and a three-week binder and some laminated pages. Well, I'm uh, medium aged. I guess you young people probably get a PDF now or something, but still you get some canned training from the brokerage and you don't, you don't know squat, frankly, nobody should hire you because you're clueless and haven't sold anything. And somehow you get an appointment, right? Because people are stupid and they invite you over and your broker says, go figure it out and call me if you have questions. And so you go and you talk about the company. Hey, we have a million agents and we sell all the houses and we're beautiful and great. And they're like, how long have you been in? And you use that tired line that we were all told. It feels like forever. So see, we start off by line and then you sell three houses. 
somehow, some way you managed to sell something because isn't that what the first sales feel like in this business? You're like, I, I don't know how it happened, but yay. Well, then after you sell three, you're like, I got this. I don't need anybody to tell me. They're calling me because I'm frankly amazing. And the whole business then kind of got stuck in a rut of what realtors know. And you've been told this by brokers, honey, they're not calling the company, they're calling you. And so we make our marketing look like they're like, I'm great. Every other realtor sucks, but I'm amazing. I know the builder and the neighborhood and zip code. And I know how to make this house shine and I sell everything. And then if you watch realtors during this pandemic, Real estate has been the own fire economic sector. We have basically carried the entire economy on our shoulders because it's just wild. People got trapped at home with their spouses and kids and they're like, uh-uh, I need more space if I'm going to have to live with these people. I just can't do it. And so you've been slamming busy. And so what do you do? You go on Instagram and you're like, oh, I'm hashtag blessed. I sold eight houses today. All right. So look, Jesus does not play favorites based on how many houses you sell. So quit saying hashtag blessed. But you've said, I've had my best month ever, my best year ever. I'm making all this money. I just barely can't even spend it. And that's why people hate you because all you talk about is the amount of money that you make and all you talk about is how successful you are. And frankly, look around you. How many of your neighbors are questioning their job security right now because of what's happening? Small businesses have been decimated by Amazon. And you're over here bragging about how great you are because your ego totally took over and you have to stop it. Stop it. It's hurting our entire profession. Nobody wants to call a realtor because they think you're going to do what realtors do and say, hey, who do you know that needs to buy or sell? You're going to be something icky and gross. And for most of you, the whole reason you're successful is because you're not icky and gross. You just aren't telling that message correctly. You're not leaning into your substance because... That's not how realtors talk. And so I need you to change it. So before you hit post on that next social post, what are you offering to the public? What substance do you have to give? If you work with a first-time buyer, were you lucky to get that FHA loan through because you had to explain to 4 million realtors that FHA is not of the devil and it's a wonderful program that helps people get started on generational wealth through financial stability that they get from home ownership? What if your post said, I just helped somebody start their steps to generational wealth? Wouldn't that make somebody reach back out to you and say, holy smokes, that's a different kind of realtor, as opposed to the post that says, I'm so great. I'm so humbled that they chose. If you have to say I'm humbled, you ain't humble. And so you stand there. If you've got that going on, change it. Why did you love the first time buyer? Did you love them because they hugged you at closing? Maybe your post says, I love when I get paid in hugs at closing because that gives a message too that as a realtor, you brought something to the table. And I'm going to point something out to you. You guys have to go back and read your online reviews. Sometimes you look at it when it comes in and then you get busy again. Go read them because what you're going to find is that the most common phrase in realtor life is I couldn't have done it without you. That's what's in your reviews. So I want you to go back and say, if my neighbors and my clients said they couldn't have done it without me, what did I do that they get help them move forward? That's what's gotta be in your messaging, not you, not your awards, not how great you are, but what you brought to the table. Y'all, if we could fix this, we wouldn't be under attack by the DOJ. We wouldn't be under attack by apps and venture capital and online this and online that. People would be delighted to call you if they knew the value you provided. That's a sin we have to fix. And I'll tell you though, 
This is not something for your brokerage to do or for your association of realtors to do. It's for you to do. This is you taking ownership of your websites and your social platforms and your messaging to tell people what makes you different. I'll give you an example. Yesterday, I was showing property in the rain. I put a shower cap on because yes, I'm vain and I love my hair and I'm not ashamed to go out in public with a shower cap on. Although a lot of my friends sent me links to better looking rain bonnets and I love them for that because obviously they spend money on their hair too. But the message was, Here's who I am, not perfect all the time, but I am prepared all the time. And if you want a realtor who's prepared, call me. It's a different kind of message than what we're giving out. You want a realtor who's prepared. I know taxes, I know schools, I know zoning and roads, right? And you do too. So change your messaging. Because if you fix all of that, then you can solve the second of our deadly sins, which is frankly that... Y'all are actually kind of panicked about those things I mentioned, the apps and the websites and the hedge funds and institutional investors. And you don't like all the change in real estate. And you kind of feel threatened by the fact that certain companies keep buying houses and it's taking it away from your first timers because in every zip code, I think, anything that's in an open and price point, your first timers are competing with investors, whether it's mom and pops or hedge funds. And it's really frustrating. And so you start to focus on the person who's bothering you instead of on yourself and how we can solve this through messaging to the consumer. And so there's a website that you guys hate. There's an app that you hate, but they're now a brokerage. So we can't really even talk smack about them because that would violate the Realtor Code of Ethics. And nobody wants to do that because the Code of Ethics is amazing. So if there's a website that you hate that happens to rhyme with a certain kind of tree, I want you to set aside your hatred of that website because the reason you don't like it is that people go there for information. So how do you flip that around and have people come to you instead of clicking on the app, which doesn't even know as much as you do because you bring substance because you're a local market expert. So how do you fix this? You are going to eliminate the red herrings in your business. If you remember from business school and marketing class, a red herring is something that you perceive to be a problem or a threat and it doesn't really exist. If you would do a better job for your neighbors, then they won't need to go to apps. And by the way, you're going to hear me say that a lot because I get really tired of how we talk about leads in this business, forgetting that each person who went to your website is a human, might be a neighbor, might be the son of a neighbor, might be somebody who in their history of their family's life has never come close to owning real estate. And now they would like to be the first one to establish those roots in the ground. And they reached out to you. If you think about them as neighbors instead of contacts and leads, and prospects, it'll change how you converse with people so that you can show them your substance. And then they say, oh my gosh, good thing I called a realtor. That's one of my personal goals in life, frankly, is that I'll start to see the public say, man, good thing I called a realtor because they'll understand what you brought to the table for them in a really personalized way. So when you think about the substance that you bring, and maybe you're the person in your market who is straight up an expert on VA financing. I love our veterans. I love this country. I love that we're the last place on earth with property rights. And I will defend it until the day that I die. So I love knowing things about VA loans because you know, a lot of our veterans, they don't even know that it's a, available to them because nobody told them. And then you have to talk to your fellow realtors in the market, some of whom are highly educated and skilled and some of whom need some education and skill. And so you're going to have to tell them that using a VA loan is not bad. Well, you start that by telling the public, 
I'm willing to do that hard work because you earned this VA benefit. I want to help you any way that I can. That's a substantive thing to bring to the marketplace. And by the way, it helps bring your vendor partners into relationship with you. So which one of your lenders that you love knows VA and knows how to help guide somebody in the process and can help you educate the realtor on the other side in a multiple offer situation so that the veteran has a chance to take advantage of, frankly, the one thing the government gets right for vets is the VA loan. So how do we make this better? It's all messaging, right? So let me ask you this. If somebody reaches out to you, you put out a little post and it said, I dig our vets, love this country, can't wait to help you figure out a VA loan. And then they respond to you and your response is an auto responder or a bot that says, thank you for visiting my website. I'd love to help you find a house when you need one or some crap like that, that you guys never even edit. That's where they get turned off. Like they saw your substance and came to you and then you were on auto reply and you missed it because sometimes... We're so busy trying to be efficient. We forget that this tool is the best thing ever when we talk on it, like to humans and stuff. And they really want to talk to you because their solutions should be personalized to them. So that marketing needs to be adjusted. So go to your autoresponder in your website or NMLS or wherever it is that you respond. There's a little pencil up in the corner. If you mash that pencil, you get to edit things. What? And then you could say, I'm so glad you reached out. By the way, I pride myself on being up to snuff on as many financing changes as possible, including VA, FHA, USDA, jumbo loans, doctor loans, you name it. I'm out there taking a class to figure it out so I can help you. That's a different kind of response than thank you for visiting my website. And it doesn't cost you more than like, I don't know, a minute to change it. And if you suck at writing, by the way, somebody that you know is probably good at writing. Maybe you've got teenagers in the house like I do that are taking English classes. Right now, they've got good vocabularies because they have to to get past their teachers. So why not lean on the people around you and get some help with your wording? Because y'all are really good at relationships. And when you figure out how to get the substance of who you are into your responses to people who when they meet you, they're going to see that there's something different about you. And then you don't have to worry about the outside forces. As I will tell you, I think that in the next several years, the number of realtors will go down dramatically. Right now, we're at 1,550,000 realtors. I do believe some changes are coming in our membership. And I think a lot of realtors are going to give up and get out of the way. And frankly, I say amen and hallelujah. If only 500,000 of us are left and we have to pay triple the dues to do our work, I'm all about it because the ones that are going to be left are going to be the ones that are laser beam focused on helping their neighbors in every single zip code achieve their goals with home ownership. Not my goals, but that neighbor should achieve their own goals, which means we have to do a better job of taking care of every neighbor. And if you didn't realize it, it's realtors that lead the way on fair housing. It's not alphabet agencies in Washington, D.C. It is day-to-day -day realtors that are out there talking to people, making friends, handing out some hugs, and then handing out keys. Now, the third of your seven deadly sins, and I know that y'all are guilty of this, frankly, and if you've been in the business more than five minutes, you're guilty of sin. The longer you've been in, the guiltier you are. You are guilty of abandonment, and you know this because you love your people. Now, I work with primarily listings because that's my jam. I'll work with buyers when it's called upon, but that's not my, my best strength in life. I'm, I'm good, but I'm not great. It's, I'm just not a warm and fuzzy, I'll admit it. So, so here's the, the scoop when you're thinking about how you work with people. With my sellers, we are figuring out a plan. We execute the plan at closing. We're good, good, good. 
buyers across the table. And I can look at Petrina's earrings and tell you right now that she is a great buyer's agent because the accessories give the woman away. And at closing, I bet you a dollar. She's like, oh my God, I love you. Like, I love you. Are you going to come over when the house closes? Yes. And you're going to paint it. Can we have supper? We're going to treat one together. We're best friends forever. And you give them a really nice big present and it's all hugs and love, right? Am I right? Is that your closings? Because it is your closings. And then three days later, you've moved on to somebody else and you meant to call them, but then you forgot because you have realtor ADD and you know, they're busy and they're unpacking and stuff. So you leave them alone. And then a year from now, you get that postcard in the mail. Y'all know the one from your home warranty company that says, Oh, your clients have been in the house for a year and they've filed $3,000 in claims. And you're like, Oh, 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 oh my gosh. I haven't talked to them in a year. So I should call them, but now I can't call them because I haven't called them. And so if I call them now, they know I haven't called them. Oh my God, I can't call them. Because we get in our own way and tell ourselves that because we haven't done it correctly, we shouldn't do it at all. And then five years later, you drive by and you see Janice's sign in the yard and you're like, ah, you people are not loyal. What is wrong? What was wrong with you? I was your best friend and now you don't love me anymore. And we get really angry at people and we say they're not loyal when the reality is we kind of abandoned the relationship after the closing. And the way that you fix that is very simple. You have to get organized. And for most of you, that's not your number one skill. Let's be honest. The best realtors are not organized people by nature. You're going to have to get a tool that you will use. So a good CRM, client relationship manager. I mean, you've got tons of options out there. Follow-up boss is a really good one. Very inexpensive too. Maybe your firm has one, although I'm just going to say it out loud, even though we're live and the world can watch it. I'm not a fan of using your brokerage's CRM because then they control all all of your information in your database. And I think that if it's the client base you've built, you ought to control the information. And that's me being somebody who feels like the government's in my space too much anyway, when it comes to privacy. So I don't want my broker to play the government either. So anyway, do what you're going to do. But think about the ownership of that data. So once you set up that CRM, what's the most important thing is to set reminders. That's the most important thing. If you set reminders to check in, and now how often depends on how fast your market turns over, depends on the relationship, it depends on how you're going to see them and interact with them. But at minimum, it should be once a quarter or maybe every six months, at least let them hear your voice once in a while. But here's the disturbing fact I want you guys to know. The average adult in today's world in 20 and 21, they are inundated with information from everywhere, whether it's text or Facebook message or Instagram message, or I like to play words with friends. That's my brain relaxer. And people message me over there and I'm like, I don't want to message over here. I want to play a word and kill you with my score because I'm amazing. But I have to respond because I'm a realtor. When it comes at you from everywhere, you can't retain everything. So the average adult right now retains a marketing message for 16 days. That's it. That's why they forgot you. It's not because you're not amazing. And it's not because you're not the best realtor who ever walked the face of the earth. It's because legit, they forgot you. Now, when they hear from you, they're like, oh my God, I love you. How are you? It's so good to hear from you. Because they weren't thinking about you in the meantime. I hate to be the one to tell y'all. You're not the center of your client's world. Even though they text you 47 times a day leading up to closing, they've got kids and aging parents and jobs and hobbies and they're painting the house, but they want to paint it, but you can't get paint right now because of the stupid supply chain issues. But they got all these things going on. They didn't notice they didn't hear from you because you're not that important sometimes. Mm -hmm. The only important 
when they need you for real estate. So when you check back in and you're like, hey, what's going on? And think about it. How many of y'all have a Habitat store near you, like a Habitat Restore? I'm a huge fan of Habitat for Humanity. I love the Restore because I find so many things in there. I got my patio set there for nothing. So what if you went to your Restore? I'm giving you a homework assignment for the weekend, okay? Go to your Habitat store and look for something in there related to home improvement, whether they got a shipment of windows from Lowe's or they got a refrigerator donated that was a very nice black one, but the homeowners decided to buy a stainless one and donated the one that works. And you make a little video and said, hey, if you were thinking of getting a refrigerator, but can't get one from Lowe's because of the supply chain, I found one over at Habitat and it looks really good. It doesn't even smell like anything nasty. So FYI. And then what you've done as a realtor is you've shown your substance by reacting to the realities of today. And if you make that little video, you could publish it on social platforms. You could also send it directly to your past clients. Here's the crazy part. And I can't believe I'm saying this out loud where the world can see it, but you should know some secrets are worth letting them out of the bag. I can make that video and send it individually to multiple past clients and they'll all think it was for them because it is. I don't know which one's going to go by the refrigerator, but then it connects you to people in a way that's helpful to them and also actually benefits your community because the dollars you spend at the Habitat store fund future Habitat homeowners. I mean, that's a win, 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 win. And the message is right back on target with what makes Realtors different. And all of that happens when you put ticklers into your CRM because if the six month message comes up and you're like, oh my gosh, I never did call Nate. Oh my gosh, I need to call him. Part of what your problem is, is you don't call him because you don't know what to say. You're like, well, I don't know what to say. He already bought a house. And so he, he can't buy a house. Yeah. What if you just call Nate and say, hey, what's up, Nate? How you doing? Just checking on you. It's not rocket science. It's decent humanity. And most of y'all grew up with some kind of a parent or a grandparent or aunt or uncle, and they would call you on your birthday. And you kind of hated when they called because you didn't have anything to say to them. And then the phone call lasted for five or 10 minutes because they just really wanted to hear your voice. That's the same thing that happens with your past clients. And in today's world of ugly, divided behavior, we really need this more than ever. And what if it's realtors who save America from the ugly fighting? What if we're the ones that save it by calling each other? I'm just saying we totally could because realtors are awesome. And if we're going to be awesome there, let's think about how we saw that next of the seven deadly sins, which is y'all don't really do a good job of talking to people on the phone, frankly. Now you used to, and I can tell that Robert is medium aged like me. I won't. I don't know if he's medium or medium plus. He might be medium plus. I see some salt in the pepper there. Robert, do you remember when the phone rang when you were a kid, and maybe it was that girl that you were hoping would call you back, and you raced for the phone, and you grabbed it so your brother couldn't get it. And then you stayed on it as long as possible so your brother couldn't get on the phone. And your mama and daddy would say, get off the phone. And you'd be like this, the one more minute finger. We used to do that. Now you don't do that anymore because you mute people and you have a conversation on the side instead of just telling them to quit talking because you're in the background. We were so anxious to talk on the phone back in the 70s and 80s. And now that we have a technology device, it's made us lazy, y'all. Really lazy. The phone rings and you're like, I mean, I don't know that number. It might be a scammer. And so you ignore it. Um, if it's a scammer, then you can hang up. But if you answer and it's an actual person who wanted to say hey to you and they got your cell phone from a friend because they were thinking about buying a house, answering it is your best chance of selling a house to that person. Wild and crazy, I know. And the other thing you should remember is that the scammers, now they use our local area codes, which I kind of hate that they figured that out. It's really annoying. 
But you have to be in the habit of answering because the average consumer calls six realtors before they get one on the phone. That's why when you answer the phone, they're nasty. They're like, you're the first one to answer the phone. They're getting kind of snippy with you. And you know what I'm talking about when you've had that call. That's because we're not communicating in the way the public wants to communicate. They didn't call you to hang out. They called you because they have a specific question that wasn't answered by an app. And if you guys hate the apps, then answer your freaking phone. Because we also know from research that 78% of people wind up using the first realtor with whom they have an in-depth conversation. So not answering your phone is killing your business. Now, for those of y'all that want to argue and say, but I can't answer it all the time. All right, there's times when you don't answer it. When you're in a listing appointment, you should not answer your phone. In fact, it should be in your car so that you're not even picking it up distracted because that breaks focus and concentration. You should not answer it when you're with buyers unless there's some wildfire going on about a closing. And if you're going to have to answer it, tell your clients, if a call comes in from this one number, I'm dealing with a massive fire, I may need to answer. They'll give you permission, but don't abuse that, y'all. I mean, it really should be a legit something that can't wait until that showing is complete. And the other time not to answer your phone is in the stall in the ladies' room. And I do not know why y'all got to answer the phone in the bathroom. Please stop. I don't know what you men do, but if you're answering the phone at the trough, it's on you if you're losing business because that's just gross and distasteful. Other than that, you could answer your phone and your business would change. And by the way, that's the best part of realtor life is that ability that we have to connect to people. We get invited to weddings and funerals and graduations. They let us into their lives when we won't talk to them so they can hear your energy and they can hear your empathy. They can hear if you're paying attention. You're letting that relationship go. And and I don't know why you would do that. You worked so hard to get it started. You nurtured it all the way through. You got them in the house. They survived the encroachments and the bad appraisal and the inspection problems. And then you don't talk to them again. We need to be more thoughtful about how important our neighbors are to us because this is the best business in the world. How often does somebody get paid and their client brings them a present? It's happened to all of you. Your clients bring you baked goods and hug you and cry on your shoulder because what you're doing is just so integral to their emotional life and to all of the pieces that are involved financially. So the last of our sins, I can't go over all of them because I've got a short time frame here on Agent Power Huddle and I still don't see Jesse, so I'm just gonna talk until he shows up, frankly. The other sin I'm gonna tell you about is not asking great questions. And this is one y'all better get really good at because our markets are currently changing. You've all noticed this where you are. I wouldn't say that they're dying. I think it's more of a stabilization for which I'm grateful. I'd much rather have three offers on a listing than 37 because it was out of control uh, there for a while. And now we're seeing some balancing and I'm grateful because all the buyers that got really upset for losing 10, 12, 15 times and said, oh, just win. I'm never going to win. What a great time to call them and say, what kind of a lease did you sign? Did you know the markets are stabilizing? We have a different opportunity now than we did six months ago. That's about asking questions. How long is your lease? Well, we only signed a six-month. Fantastic. Would you like to chat about what's changing in the market? Be that person that just ask questions. You're not being pushy and you're not being a salesy person. You're helping them uncover opportunities for themselves. And you also want to think about this on the listing side. Six months ago, y'all knew that if anybody let you put a sign in the yard, the house would be in multiple offers. Now, as the markets are stabilizing, it's taken more than five minutes to sell a house. It might even take 14 days. And to the seller, 
They're like, oh my God, what kind of stuff are we going to sell? Because they thought everything was going to sell in two seconds in the coming soon period. And a lot of realtors who are not paying attention to changing market conditions also think that any house will sell at any price with no justification and no information. You've got to be the realtor that's better than ask. So you ask questions. And when somebody says, hey, we'd like to sell our home, the first thing out of your mouth should always be, may I ask you a few questions? That way they can give you permission to ask the rest of your questions. If they don't want to let you ask questions, they're not going to give you the space to be a true professional. So why are you investing that time there? That's the person who might be better off with an app and that's okay. There's a different model for different people at different times in their financial lives. So when the seller says, Yes, you may ask me a few questions and you gather some information. You might ask them, looks like in your area, houses are selling in an average of 12 days. How does that sound to you? Don't ask them when they want to sell. Use the data point and say, what does that sound like to you? Some people might say, oh my God, oh my gosh, that puts me right at Christmas. I can't, I can't do that. You're like, we're good. Not pulling the trigger right now, trying to figure out how to help you because the markets are fluid. That's one of the best phrases you can ever train yourself to say is that markets are fluid so that the public understands that this is not the market today that it was in March. And I don't know about y'all, but I've had a lot of people I talked to back in March and April that weren't ready or calling now feeling like they may have waited just a minute too long to get the really great bidding wars going on. But houses sell in every market condition. So part of your job as a great professional realtor, ask more and better questions. Now, how does that translate into a more defensible business over time? It has everything to do with what the consumer's expectations are, which is also what they think of all realtors. When we ask better questions, we can then deliver a personalized consultation to the buyer, to the seller, who might be your next neighbor. Too many of us, especially when you get good at the business and you're, you're good, you can sell houses, man. I get you an appointment, you got it. You will fall into that trap of, this is my presentation. But today's neighbor doesn't want the canned presentation. They want a personalized solution for them. And in real estate, we would do well to start copying some of those vendors on Etsy. I don't know if y'all buy things on Etsy.com. I love it. It's like micro entrepreneurs all over the place. So when you're buying Christmas ornaments, you're buying from some meemaw over here who's using her scroll saw to make them, but you're putting money in her pocket. And then you get them in the mail, get this cute Christmas ornament. It's like, thank you, Lee, for buying my ornament. And I'm like, I love you, Mimo. And it's got a little confetti in it. And it feels really valued. In real estate, if we would ask more questions, the public would understand that we actually do care because I know that you care because I read your reviews and I know what you bring to the public. You just haven't given that message out. So that being said, I'm at the 30 minutes and obviously I can talk about real estate forever. And hello, Mr. Hanks. I hope you're well. Please tell your bride I said hello. And let's see, does anybody have a question you want to ask? I still don't see Jesse, Zach, so I'm just going to take over here for a minute. Does anybody have something you'd like to ask or anything I can do to help? Did you cover the seven? I only went to five because I'm at my 30 minutes and I ramble. So you'd have to buy the book to get the rest of them. And there's actually <laughs> 11 in it because I'm a realtor and math is not my top skill. Just kidding. I can That's math. For the lenders. Let the lenders That's and attorneys right. handle the math. That's right. <laughs> Well, with Jesse not here, just let me say how much we appreciate you taking your time today to be a host on Agent Power Huddle. I've had the opportunity to host many times, but the information was excellent. It was timely. It was relevant. It was entertaining. I know it'll be rewatched on the YouTube channel and downloaded on the podcast. And the link to the book is in the chat. So I hope everybody will take the time to click that link and order the book. There were shout outs as we were streaming live on Facebook, Lee. There were shout outs from all over 
people watching and tuning in today to our agent power huddle. A lot of them on the West Coast, Lee. I know you and I are on the East Coast, but wherever they are, great material today. We truly appreciate you being a host for us today. And I got to point something out, guys. When it, when you decide to share what you're doing with the real estate world, it's a big enough space to live in abundance. Matthew and I work in the same marketplace and we're about 45 minutes apart. And his wife saved my voice. I love her very much. There is no reason that you can't share the best of you with your local colleagues because this space is so expansive. And frankly, you should be very hesitant to trust anybody who says that their best ideas are only available for people who will do what they say or who live 50 miles away or who pay for things. There's so much out there. You just have to change your mindset. Agree. Today was a perfect example of that. It was wonderful having you only. So It's my honor. Great to see you guys. If I can do yep, anything we, for you, hit me up on social. Sounds wonderful. Have a wonderful day. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.